You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, here we go again. Feels like we just did this, right? You know, we usually we post these on Fridays. We're posting this one a day early. Why is that? Well, Good Friday is here. Easter's around the corner. And I love Good Friday is an important holiday for many people during Holy Week. It's an important deal. I will say, though, <laughs> secondarily, if, if as a financial advisor, it feels like one of the few holidays that we get off that other professionals don't, right? There's Cesar Chavez holiday. Uh, for some, there is, are we do, do you do President's Day or do you do Washington and Lincoln's birthdays separately? You know, there's all these holidays that are often banking holidays or other professional holidays or school holidays, for example, but markets are open, which means financial advisors are working, of course. Good Friday is one of the few where everybody's still at work and many are still at school, unless you're in Catholic school, uh, and uh, everybody's still at work and you're not. So we're looking forward to this little break. For our family, it's the beginning of spring break, although I know everybody else has already had their spring break. So anyway, this is a very long-winded version of saying we're posting a little bit early because this Good Friday, our office, as the markets are also, is closed, and we are going to be reflecting this weekend and enjoying Easter and coloring eggs and eating too much candy and all of that stuff. So what are we going to be talking about in the meantime in this early kind of posting of this podcast. Well, we're talking about inflation again. I know we talked about yield curve last time. Yield curve and inflation almost go hand in hand because interest rates are are the kind of offset, the yin to the yang. If interest rates are, or inflation is higher, then interest rates need to go up. But the question really becomes, because we just got this, to, just on the 12th of this week, we, we got the latest inflation reading and we knew it was going to be a doozy, right? I think that was what everyone is, was expecting. But, and we got it. It was a doozy. The US inflation accelerated to 8.5% annualized in March, hitting a four decade high. So, this is probably pretty easily the highest inflation in many people's lifetimes. Um, depends your age, of course, but if you are. <laughs> If you're 40 years old or younger, this is the highest inflation in your in your lifetime. And, and a lot of it's been driven by skyrocketing energy and food costs. I will say, though, that this, this hasn't slowed us down just yet. You know, I've joked with a lot of people. Many are uh, gas prices are one thing. But, you know, you go to the grocery store and you look at a pack of bacon and you say, goodness, look at how expensive this pack of bacon is. And you complain about it to the person next to you. And then you throw it in your cart and you check out anyway. So, you know, we're complaining about inflation, but it hasn't slowed us down just yet. I think, though, that's the worry. But this inflation print uh, maybe wasn't even as bad as expected because the market went up on, on the 12th, uh, you know, despite that. But what we're talking about today isn't just the fact that we've got inflation. We've covered that. You know that. You bought that pack of bacon. You're experiencing it yourself. The question we're trying to answer today is what categories could help release these inflation pressures? What's going to give us a break? Because inflation in March was mostly driven by categories that were already reverting 
in April. So the March 2022 inflation metrics kind of soared, like we said, the highest in 40 years. This is the highest since December 1981 when the S&P 500 index was at 123, which is compare that to where we are now, which is a little bit under 4,500. So grow much in 40 years. Um, and the 10-year treasury yield uh, was at at that time, 13.9%. So unfortunately, geopolitical tensions were high back then also, if we're looking for some similarities, especially in Beirut, Lebanon. And after rising 1.2% from a month ago, prices are now 8.5% above where they were a year ago and over 11% above March 2020. So two years ago, right? This is some serious movement, especially after no movement for like a decade or more, basically since the Great Recession. So not only are we getting historical inflation, it's coming off historical non-inflation, no inflation. We'll call it that. So gas, shelter, and food prices were the largest contributor to the monthly gains. Gas prices alone accounted for over half of the monthly increase, rising 18.3% in March. Now, what's the silver lining here? The spike is probably temporary because as of April 11th, the AAA national average of of retail regular gas price already declined roughly 25% or 25 cents rather from the highs on March 10th. So we're seeing that dip, that relief. So what categories will lead the way in releasing the pricing pressures? Well, gas prices, as you might expect, are going to be one component that's already releasing those pressures. Uh, As growth expectations slow, Russian uh, sanctions, squelch Putin aggression, and oil supply kind of starts to recover, I think we really expect gas prices to actually moderate. Uh, Another category to revert is likely going to be new and used vehicles. I mean, supply chains need to kind of unclog before a meaningful reversion in prices can be sustained. But used car prices fell 3.8% in March, uh, which is helpful. I mean, they're still 30, a little bit more than 35% above where they were a year ago and over 48% from March of 2020. That's nuts. Is that right? That is right. Up 48%. Used car prices up 48% from two years ago. As global trade and shipping ports improve, auto manufacturing could also get a respite from this. As more cars come to the lots, consumers are going to have more available options. Dealers will have more comfortable inventory levels. It's going to give some relief to the strained car market. I'll post a link to one of the LPL charts of the day, but it shows that in February 2016, new and used vehicle prices declined for over two years while the economy continued to grow. This is definitely like a Goldilocks scenario, and I know that phrase is overused, but prices cooled off without a hard landing, which was nice. Um, I will say as an aside, higher interest rates on the car loans are probably going to cool things off a little bit also, but that will, we'll leave that for another podcast. What else is going to help? Food prices. Food prices have, well, let's get back to the bacon analogy, right? Food prices have been, have historically led the way in periods of slowing inflation and along with a period of declining vehicle prices, meat prices also moderated. So consumer confidence is going to improve as food prices chill out. We'll say moderate is the technical term, but they need to chill out. Providing it's going to provide a boost to the customers, consumers' budgets, you know, as you're not spending that much on that pack of bacon that we were talking about at the first uh, part of this podcast. So inflation is possibly at the top, but the cool down period 
could be slow. I think that's the kicker here, right? We might be peaking inflation, but coming down from this level of inflation, it can't happen soon enough. I think recent inflation pressures that really originated from the Russian military action in Ukraine are going to stick around. Uh, you know, as the sanctions developed, prices rose in the energy and commodity markets, and those quickly trickled down to consumer goods, right? We're feeling it already. But in addition to those ge- geographical conflicts, earlier pandemic lockdowns and then the subsequent, subsequent reopenings really contributed to the initial spike in prices in almost all categories, including food, recreational equipment, household goods. I mean, inflation was here before Putin was doing his thing in Ukraine, doing his awful thing in Ukraine, <laughs> I will add. Uh, but the cool down period for consumer prices is really going to take a long time. Supply chains are still super clogged. Consumers have pent up demand for services. It it does look like we're moving from goods to services, but everybody is still out there. Like Ray, was it called revenge traveling or whatever it is? I mean, you may be able to find a washer and dryer now, but you can't find a a hotel reservation for July. I tell you that. Um, So, you know, the, the demand, the pent up demand for services is there. And then we still have the pool of available workers is relatively small. Uh, You know, that's, that remains a problem. So the good news is that historical pricing pressures have finally eased um, in this, you know, without creating a total recession. And I think it's going to continue to move in that direction, but we're going to have to stay patient, Right. The inflation prices are not going to go backwards. We know that. I mean, once you get a raise or rents go up, your landlord's not bringing them down. So we have the inflation that's here to stay. But the pace of the increase is going to start to ease. And even in some cases, like our bacon example or gasoline, we might actually see some retrenchment of those prices and things can come down and it can't happen soon enough. The sooner, the better, because that can help us sidestep what could be an inflation and interest rate induced recession, which we covered a little bit in the last podcast episode. So we're going to keep this one shorter than last week. I know it was like a treatise on yield curves last week. We're going to go ahead and move on from this. But I think the the takeaway from here is that it, it's very possible that we've seen peak inflation, but it's going to take a while for us to come down off of the peak. Gas prices, some food prices, those are things are going to help. Uh, used car prices, those things are going to help. Um, but we're going to need to stay patient and kind of hunker down to be able to get through this. So I'm going to leave it there. Have a good, good Friday. Happy good Friday. Have a nice good Friday. Have a happy Easter. I know which one. (laughs) Have a good Easter. Happy Easter. Find all of the eggs. If you're using real eggs like you should be doing in your house to hide or for the Easter bunny to hide, make sure you count them before you hide them because you don't want to find out two weeks later that you didn't find all the eggs, right? So happy Easter. I look forward to talking to you on the other side of Easter uh, where I'm sure we will continue to cover yield curve, inflation, and interest rates. Have a good one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. 
All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.